welcome to Wine with Megan Mal. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, joined by Master of Wine, Meg Rotman. Meg, we're, we're doing another battle type thing today. We are. We're going to do New World versus Italy. Yeah. Um, I did say last week that we we're going to have Fiano, but I had a bit of a fuck up in the store and picked up the wrong wines. Yeah, but it turns out it's your mess up is my win because you've opened something really nice for me. Well, then fortunately <laughs> we did find we, I don't even know how much it is some some Sangiovese and Pete had some Sangiovese that he's made, yeah. so it's a win win. You're like this is one that they sent me for being MW. I'm like that sounds like that probably sent you something pretty good. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. Well, anyway, we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> you know, you know me. I may have bought that and just put it away. True. I don't know. So okay. anyway, we've so got Italy versus the New World. Okay, I love it. Um, but until then, what have you been drinking? So speaking of Italy, I had a Fletcher. So Dave Fletcher, an Australian mm-hmm. winemaker who lives in Barolo. Yep, Barbaresco, twenty nineteen. Cool, lovely and fresh and. I think you can get it through the Prince Wine Store. Okay. I think it's about $60. Beautiful, drinkable nice. wine. I wouldn't have aged it much longer, but it possibly could. Um, they're very, very good wines. Okay, awesome. Something that I found in the cellar. And uh, fun fact. So fun fact. So you know how I'm all, all over the um, – how much is the safe amount of alcohol and we're down to two drinks a day and four drinks a day or whatever. Just generally. Just generally. Yeah. They've done a study now, another one, uh. and apparently the lowest risk of having any adverse health effects uh-huh. long term is 60 mils of wine a day. 60 mils. That's mm. nothing. That's half a, a quarter glass. of a cup. A quarter. So it's I half reckon a glass quarter of a cup. Yeah, I reckon you bank it, just bank it. Yeah, and have it. And they say that that's bad, but I, I, I honestly don't know that all these studies. There's so many because teetotaling turns out to be worse. I drink like everything we've said in, in moderation. Mm, yeah, that's not fun. Mate. That's a not so fun fact. <laughs> not so fun fact, but I okay. thought I'd try and uh, well clarify. Speaking of things that are fun, <coughs> I want to drink this. That okay, so what I've got <laughs> is Primitivo. Yes. From Italy. Yeah. From Puglia, from memory. Yeah. Um, versus Zinfandel from California. Now, famously, Zinfandel is Primitivo. Same grape. Same grape. The Californians mm. took the Italians to court because the Italians wanted to jump on the Zinfandel marketing <laughs> bandwagon and yeah. wanted to use Zinfandel, and they took them to court and said, you can't, but guess what? We can use Primitivo. <gasps> no. Power and they won. Money. They won. It's bullshit. But I say to Italy, stand proud yeah, with ew. your Primitivo. You A, Zinfandel, dick name. Yeah. And B, Zinfandel for me denotes a particular style of wine that I'm not particularly enamoured by, but I love Primitivo. Totally. Hey, I wonder if. Be out and proud. Do we grow any of it in Australia? I have known that there's some Zinfandel down Geelong. There was a wine called Zinfandel. Called Zin, not Primitivo. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if there's Primitivo in Australia because we have a much more Italian heritage. Yes. And it's interesting that these grape varieties have 
all come into their new worlds through migration. Yeah. You know, we always bang on about migration is not a good thing. Well, the, the only reason Sangiovese is here is because we've got, you know, in Australia is because oh we've God, got yeah. Italians. The only reason that yeah. we have Nero de Avila, Nero de Avila is because, and I could, we could do a whole episode on that, there's so many of them out there, because we've got people with Italian heritage. Um, so we've, the second one we've got is a County Classico, Sangiovese, which is probably a blend, but also a Yarra Valley um, Sangiovese. This is, I think this is really good because Sangiovese is becoming really big. It's so up and coming and in Australia. And we don't know yet where it's best yeah. planted to. I think that people, once everyone's gotten off this whole Pinot Noir train, they're going to be looking for the next thing and I think the next thing is going to be Sangiovese. It's becoming big and it's really yum and I think it's really worth it. I just think we're doing it well too. I agree. And we've said, because I think we've done it, we did Sangiovese episode ages ago where we had that Coriol and it was all very fruity. It has to have those Sangiovese tannins for me. If it doesn't have those Sangiovese tannins, then I'm I'm really not interested. But I know that this wine does. Um, I don't know what the Italian one's worth because, like I said, we just found it in the wine fridge. (laughs) So we'll, 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 we'll Google it and we'll find out. Hopefully yeah. it's like for like. All right, so the first one we have is a Sasseo 2020 Primitivo from Maseria Altamura, and this is a um, Salento, so Primitivo Salento. This is an IGP, or IGT okay. as they're called initially. Okay. And Salento is kind of one of the Primitivo areas. Okay. So what I'm expecting is I like – I get a lot of violets from Primitivo. Nice. Red currant. Oh, a heavy bottle. I know it's a really heavy bottle. Look it's at me, fancy. I'm being you. And it was. I can't believe I bought two <laughs> the wrong Fianos. F- anyway, it was. My God, I've got to try and find it here. I'll keep talking. Blah, 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 blah. Ah. Twenty one ninety nine. This was the primitive. was twenty one twenty with two ninety nine off as a member offer. Oh my god! Why is that so cheap? So Primitivo is one of those Italian reds that has some rusticity. There's an always an earthiness about it, but yeah. I have violets. I get red yeah. currant, red berry fruit, just a freshness, even at high alcohol. It's inky. Okay, it's interesting you should say inky because inky is something that I would use for Zinfandel. Yeah, that is interesting. Iodine. Yeah, you know, betadine. I smell that. Yeah. Betadine is, a ter- it's, is yeah. one of my hooks that I use yeah. for Zin. That's interesting. Let me just have a look at the alcohol on and, this. And um, red uh, licorice. 14.5%. Hi, yeah. It's an authentic expression of a land where the calcareous stone Sasso in Italian emerges from Salento's red soil, forming a blah, 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 blah. That's an unmissable style. Mm. Definitely earthy. See, red currant, there's a, a sour redness to the fruit. Yeah. Do you know sour cherries they use in Chinese cooking? No, but I'm with you. Okay. Like sour cherry for sure. Um, It's such concentrated fruit. It is like red and black fruit. 
It's cooked fruit. Uh, it's, yeah, cooked, it, cooked down on a pan. Yeah, and concentrated the hell out of it. Not quite. I, I've had a primitiva recently and it was better than this. Yeah, true. <laughs> this is. I probably should have looked at the alcohol, but I was trying to match like with like. Yeah. So I didn't want to get like there was one at 12.5%. Mm. Um, so are we talking about stylistically or are we talking winemaking? This is a very ripe style that I think is chasing more of that American. It looks more it like is. Zinfandel. It does. Cooked um, fruit. Tannins Cook. rough as hell as I sandpaper on my tongue. Mm. No, I don't like that much. No. <laughs> that would appeal to people. Um, it's quite it short. It's just for people. It's just cooked. No, it would. It's really cooked. Fruit. But it is, tw- it is 19 so it's probably my fault for going too yeah, cheap. I guess so. So yeah. let's move on really okay. quickly, shall we? Yes. To Kendall Jackson, yes. massive producer. Huge. Vintners Reserve, a Zinfandel from the north Zinfandel. coast of California. You know what you're in for with the Zinfandel. 2020. You can kind of psych yourself up and that. Lovely bright colour. I've got to psych myself up for Zin. So Zinfandel for me, inky. Yep. yep. Um, iodine. Yep. And blueberry. Yep. They're the three characteristics, and but blueberry muffin, blueberry, not totally fresh, totally blueberry muffin. I still get the inkiness in the same way they got the inkiness for the other one, but this one has a softer, sweeter edge to it. It does. It has a mocha. Yeah, and more of a fruit pastille. You know those yeah. fruit pastille lollies. Yeah. So that. Confected fruit without being cooked. Yeah, fruit. I honestly get like powdered chocolate, like drinking chocolate. Mmm, mmm, and like shaved wood. There's a lot of oak in there. Mm. Welcome to California. <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, it's very, very oaky. So there's vanilla and coffee and chocolate and cocoa mm. in there. There's the ber- the fruit characteristic is. Um, not cooked though. I actually don't mind the fruit characteristic. Mm, in some ways, I like this better than the other one. Yeah, it's fresher. Yeah, it's more fresh. Usually, Zinfandels run at about fourteen and a half percent. They often have high levels of oak. It's very. And I think I was ready for it because I was like, "It's a Zinfandel going in." Yeah, but it's. I, I'm surprised by the freshness of the fruit. There's a lot of winemaking in there that bothers me. I don't like all the oak that's in there. This was like $34, so it was quite expensive. Yeah. Was it $34? Oh, I can never find anything. (laughs) Oh, yes, $33.30. Okay. Warming. (laughs) So I think. Is it warming? We probably need to go back and do Primitivo again because it was a bit unfair. I'm not sure we've done it justice. Mm. Do you know what I think we should do? I think we should do all the – I don't know if we've ever just done Italian reds. Like, you know when you go – like, all the ones you're likely to get in Australia. Like, if you go to a pizza shop. The Rossos. Yeah. Or or just like Nebbiolo, Barbaresco, Sangiovese, Primitivo, Barbera. Like, just, I don't know, the key things that you're likely to see in a wine list in a pizza – in a good Italian pizza place. So, let's We should taste all them next to each other. Can we do it with pizza? Yeah, let's do a pizza. Yes. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> no, let's actually. Pizza wine. Oh, my God. Let's put out everything against a margarita so that we have, a, like, a base. Don't you think? Not a margarita. You're not. No. Well, she margarita's noise, but, you know, I'm thinking a sausage pizza. Okay, we'll go sausage. No, we can go margarita. No, as long as is, it's just one, though. It needs to be. We have, need have, to have, have a baseline. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
Okay, next that we've got. That is such an offshoot of conversation. Keep going. Yep. Next we've got um, Chianti Classico from Tenuta de Acceno. Okay, 2017, yes. Yeah, it, it is a $40 job. Oh, thanks, MW Institute, for all those years I put in. <laughs> uh, maybe this is uh, – is that an American thing on the back? This is clearly not mine. Anyway, 2017 um, – It's got a – It says it's only Sangiovese. Chianti Classico, as we all know – is the classical region of Chianti. So Chianti is the region. Um, within Chianti there are a number of different villages, but the Classico is the historical centre. Mm. So theoretically you have older vines. Yes. Um, more traditional grape varieties planted. Yeah. Um, Chianti in this area it is quite protected from the wind. I've, I like Chianti Classico at around the $45 mark. Mm. Anything cheaper than that and you are seriously in bad pizza wine territory. Yeah. Around the $45 yeah. mark you're drinking well. Now, 2017 Ooh. was a great year. What do we expect mm, from mm, Sangiovese? Mm. Sangiovese, I um, read Cherry. Yep. I will never forget you saying sabre-like tannins. Yes. Um, and I like a bit of especially – from Italy, that earthiness, kind of those dried leaves. Yes. Tobacco if it gets old. And it definitely ha- – it, it kind of smells like crumpling up autumn leaves it in does. your hands. It really does. There is definitely for me, for yes. Chianti or from this region of Italy, Sangiovese, there is an earthiness with that red cherry, mm. sour cherry. I often get um, licorice and yeah. aniseed. Licorice more on the earthy side, aniseed is sort of a lift on the nose. Yeah. But this does smell like crumpling up yeah. autumn leaves and you had how romantic. It smells fantastic. It does. For 40 bucks if you can get it here. Yeah, yeah, you can get it from Dan. So 40 bucks. Uh, let me set the vintages. Well, palette's a little bit tired. Oh, no. <laughs> Did we speak too soon? This is not an Australian bottle. I don't know where I got this. Mm. I did get sent a whole st- a heap of random stuff from the Institute of Masters of Wine as a thank you. Tight is a really good rescri- description. Just likes the sort of fruit. Tight. But don't you think, I reckon that's a great candidate for decanting. Okay. We are going to do an episode, and this is one of the things I need to talk to you mm. about, is how we're going to do it. Maybe our listeners can help us, of decanters versus aerators. And I've yeah. got some random thing that yeah. claims it takes Britannomyces out as well. Um, but we have to have a wine. Yeah, no, I think we need a couple of wines to do it with. I think Shouldn't we it be the same the wine though? Yeah, but we do the same wine three ways. But I reckon we need two bottles and one of the bottles to open because one bottle we're going to have to decant properly for like four hours and then another bottle uh, I want to yeah, yeah. freshly opened. Yep, yep. But then we'll work also out. interesting because you know how a lot of people just take the cap off and they leave it that off like they think that's doing anything? That's what my dad used to do. And we always laugh at that because we go, that wouldn't do anything. There's no much surface area. That way we can test that too. <gasps> okay. So fun. Okay. We've got anyway, back to this we episode. Need to stop planning other episodes mid episode. <laughs> this is a for me, testimony to Italian great varieties that they need food. Yeah. Like this just needs something. It does need food. The tannins are they're very sabre-like. They're very um, dusty, chalky. Mm-hmm. 
I'm God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we might have to cut that out. We'll cut that out. I thought that was just going to end up all over my <laughs> body. I think it's nice. I really hope it opens up. It's it is like so sour cherry. Earthy yeah. Delish. Yum. I freaking love Sangiovese. So do I. Mm. And for me, Sangiovese, I drink so much white wine. Yeah. And I always buy white wine. But Sangiovese is the one variety that I can go to and yeah. always be happy with. Yeah. So we have a 2019 Stefani Estate Boccalupo, and for transparency, my husband was the winemaker there. So this is in the Yarra Valley. Italian family from Tuscany, Stefano brought in his vines from his village, mm. went through the whole quarantine That's process so cool. and then planted them. I um, love that. And there, I know there's like, I think there's like 130 clones or something of Sangiovese. I'm not 100% sure what these clones are. Pete would know. But I think there's five clones in this wine. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really interesting. Boccalupo means crazy mouth or crazy <laughs> wolf or yeah, okay. something or jump in your mouth. I don't know. Um, 2019, this is a wine that, that this is the sort of top. It's $45. That smells unreal. Oh, that's beautiful. I would struggle to guess that as Australian. Yeah, it's it uh, smells Italian. I've got to say, I'm not blowing my husband's own horn, but <laughs> they make out there. And, You're allowed to. And um, Ali's the is the son. He's mm-hmm. taken over the winemaking. They grow and make great Italian wines. Mm. They're just Italian through and through. Rena, Stefano's wife, like. You always go there and there's always something delicious in the oven yeah. to, to eat and they're, they're all about food and love and oh. great family. They import shoes, you know, oh. Italian shoes, <laughs> just the best people ever. Yeah. Um, I've always loved this wine. It just has that cherry anise character. It's um, it's a bit more juicy on the palate yeah. than the Chianti, which was like very firm, whereas this is more plush and juicy, which I'm, I'm really enjoying. But still finishes with that. It does. You're right. It's got like almost, I was going to, Ribena cordial quality in the palate, <laughs> but it's more like cherry. It's like having a juicy cherry in your mouth. Yeah, it is. And then, but it finishes yeah. with a really fine yeah. line of fruit. Yeah. Of, of, of tannin, sorry, not fruit. So it, yeah. it's that pipette wine. It starts out fine. Yeah. Balloons out. Finishes fine, yeah. And this is still very, very young. Twenty nineteen, great year for um, big reds in the Yarra Valley. It's just a puppy. The colour just tells us that it's got years to go. Yes. Um, oak treatment. They, it's got some new oak, but they use the old ovals. It's all very Italian winemaking. Yeah, out there. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. It's a gorgeous wine. So, <laughs> mm. what have we learnt? Well, don't buy Primitiva at 14.5% alcohol. <laughs> that was on me. I'm going to go back. Maybe we should do a Primitivo. We would, yeah, the Primitivo episode. Or yeah. Maybe put in with the Italian pizza reds episode. Yeah, yeah pizza, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We'll Prim- do one Primitivo, as Primitivo, I just didn't choose the right yeah. wine, but I kind of was led by 
alcohol. I wanted them to be a bit similar, but yeah. I think that that was to the detriment of the Italian wine. I think the Italian wine's trying to be something that it's not. Yeah. The Zinfandel um, had that blueberry character, yeah. had that inkiness, but the fruit was fresher and less cooked than I was expecting. And yeah. for Kendall Jackson, they yeah. are kind of your <laughs> entry level yes. kind of guys. They're like a big company. Yeah. Um, they've pulled it back. So there's yeah. less of that dried fruit character. So that was nice. I mean, it's $33. I don't think I'd be spending my money there. No. And then we move into County Classico. It just needs food and probably decanting. Yeah. Um, and then and we've seen that the Yarra Valley. Oh, the Yarra Valley makes great Sangiovese. Is making good Sangiovese. Yeah, it is. It is. And to be fair, so we were a lot of other places in Australia. Well, if you've been to King Valley, oh, Chianti, oh. there's all these hills and dales and stuff, and the Yarra reminds me yeah. of that. I mean, minus the porchetta on the side of the road and the fabulous <laughs> food. You have food, but there's there are yeah. similarities. Yeah. Um, it's not quite Chianti. No, but um, nice to taste anyway. I freaking love Sangiovese. Oh, so do I. And like <laughs> I said, it's it's the one thing that even though it has got that quite drying, oh, I don't want to use the term astringent, but it has that yeah. f- obvious tannin. Yeah. For me, it's still a really refreshing yeah. drink. Yeah. And it Agreed. freshens. It's, it's like Pinot for me. Yeah. I can drink it. Any time of the yeah. day, but I would be looking out for food. Yep. Okay, so that is it for Primitivo. Oh, well, that is it for our Italian wines. Um, Let's now do we've it got again, it. though. We've got like plenty to do. Yes, yeah, we'll definitely do Italian again. Oh, well, it's definitely do the pizza one. Um, but we are going to do the final drop, and we have been sent some wine um, from St. Hugo. So, um, St. Hugo is a really funny one because St. Hugo for me is one of the like iconic wine producers in Australia. It's like quite old. It's one of the old like original Barossa type people. Um, but beautiful and really respected wine, but it, it's it's become quite old. And See, baggy. I don't think it's stale. I just think it's, a cla- it's, it's moved into classic realm. Yes. And so you're not going to buy it? Yeah, well, people my age. No, you're not the wow. target martyr, the target marga, my target market, target market. But people who have always bought it will continue totally. But to those buy people but die out, right? They do. So what is what happens? And here's a glimpse into a more marketing kind of space: is um, big brands choose often. And it's not always the strategy, but often there's like a big event to anchor the brand on. So like the Jacobs Creek used to do the Australian Open or you get um, some brands do um, the Melbourne Cup and stuff like that and you pour so much money into affiliating your brand with this awesome event, lots of fun, sexy celebrities are there and it is how it gets Rejuvenated. Yeah, and yep. it's just how that you show that link between Amazing Times, a premium event. And so back in the days that I was with St. Hugo, um, the brand manager at the time, Laura, came across F1 and there was a little bit of hesitancy. Formula One. Yeah, Formula One, like the cars going around in a circle. There's a bit of hesitancy, like is this going to work, is it not, blah, blah, blah. Well, after the first year, brands never make money ever off these things, like you lose so much money doing the Australian Open. It doesn't matter how many glasses you sell, you lose money, but it's good for brand, so you do it. Yeah, it's brand awareness, as you've taught me. 
Saint Hugo made so much money <laughs> of, of the F1. There is so – Is that because there are a bunch of boozers, the people at the F1, or – There must be really rich people who are willing to spend rich money on good wine and – it has just taken the brand in this really completely different direction. So St. Hugo in the last like four years or something has just completely changed. And then I think they made this amazing decision to get Daniel Ricardo on board. So Daniel Ricardo is this like F1 driver who is- He's Australian. He's Australian, but he's like a larrikin. His thing is- He's a bloke. And he's, he's funny and he's down to earth and somehow- They've taken this guy who is famous for doing shoeies and applied him to a very iconic premium brand and it works and I don't know if anyone ever could have expected this. So when you say it works, how do you judge that it works? These sold so quickly. The first round of Danny Ricardo wines, they sold like in a matter – I can't remember how quick it was but it was so quick. My husband – was online buying them. He doesn't even – he's not even a wine person, because, but he has these people in his life that are like rev heads and stuff that he's like, oh, I'm going to get that for Mitch for his wedding and he got one for his boss. Like, yeah. And so, so – It's just a world that I don't move in. I'm not really big on celebrity endorsement because you're a marketer. Yeah. See, it's there's a whole yeah. celebrity endorsement, you yeah. know, Brad and Angelina and Kylie and yeah. all those Kardashians with their spirits. I just think George yeah. Clooney and his tequila or whatever. Yeah. I actually automatically think, oh, oh, dick. So I'm really keen. The fact that Daniel Ricciardo, though, he's just so down to earth. He's not like a George Clooney. I've seen him and he just seems like a normal – he just seems he's like the son of immigrants funny, that have like, grown up. You yes. know, they probably – I don't know what their background was, but they yeah. probably worked really hard. Yeah. And he's elevated but he's still to this incredible position. Yes. But he's still beca- – the normal bloke. And he's just so beloved and yeah. I, it just shows so much when you get the right person. It's it, They've just done such a great job. The packaging is beautiful. Um, and do you remember when they did the shoey? They did a shoey decanter. Mel really wants I wanted it. Anyone's got the so shoey. much. Oh my God. If anyone can get me one of those, I will die. Like, she will thank you forever. <laughs> it's like $800 yeah, it's for like the crystal for the shoey, but it and it's based uh, on his racing shoe. When I saw it come out, I was like, that is genius marketing. And the thing is, the wine is really bloody good. And I know this from just having worked at you know from that company, it's incredible wine. And I'm, I'm really, really glad that it's being invigorated like this. <laughs> So just on these, we could probably do a whole episode of this. I don't want to run too long, but just on these sort of celebrities, yeah, how much involvement would they have? So it depends. Normally, you just plast them on there on the front, or you can get them in to do like Cameron Diaz a little blending session. They they do these little blending sessions and they take their blends. But from what I have looked into and heard of this Daniel Ricardo partnership it looks like he actually does a fair bit in the winery with peter who's a winemaker um he seems really into it and this is the thing that shows with daniel he genuinely seems to be into it he's not just the face of it he like it seems to really love it yeah so he's not just plastering his name behind something to the the endorsement dollars he's actually wants to produce a good product and i think that shows when celebrities do that it, it does come off as 
You can tell they're just putting a pretty picture on it. Yeah. So what have we got? We're going to St. Hugo Shiraz. St. Hugo Shiraz 2021, and it's called the Daniel Ricardo release. And it's from South Australia. Is that a really heavy bottle because it looks like it? Yeah, it is heavy. Tut, tut. Seriously. Is there any price range that you accept a heavy bottle? No. No. <laughs> we were t- Hugh and Hook mentioned this. Yarra Yaring used to be in that really old, cheap, everyday claret bottle. Yeah. I would love to see us return to that. Yeah. As a kind of a retro yeah. thing. They're lightweight. They're not always even. Um, yeah, no, I, I, just, I just don't. There's no mm. excuse these days. This is 2021. Yeah. 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 Anyway. For me, I think if it's over $80, you can charge – I mean, you can put it in a heavy bottle because you're not. There's realistically, there's not many going out in the world. No, I'm not the market, though. Mm. You know, but I'm the person that will buy eighty, spend eighty dollars, and have a lightweight bottle and go, "Good on them." Yeah. So this is like black plum, blood it is plum, super rich, oh, super concentrated, lots so of so concentrated red and black fruit on the cooked fruit spectrum, though. Yeah. Mm. I would almost count it too young. It is, yeah, yeah. Which no, is interesting I, for I, a 21. I, I feel like the tannins need time to come together. I do think the tannins need a little D3 bit of time. What does D3R mean? I mean. Daniel Ricardo, I don't know what the three is though. Oh, maybe it's because it's the third release. Oh, and it's got like a, I don't know. Um, sparkle coming out of it? It's what a sparkle. Oh, is that a champagne bottle? No, no, from I think the... it's like when you're like grinding and the sparks come up. I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah, not my. But this is in the like big Shiraz territory, people who love power. And love racing cars will love this totally one. Totally would love this one, to be honest. Although I can't think of anything worse because Formula One in Australia is run in March, which mm. is usually warm, drinking this. Mm. But I guess people are not necessarily drinking it. They're just – and the, the rich people will be sitting in an air-conditioned room watching. Oh, my God, they're so in yeah. an air-conditioned room. Do you know what I really like about this one? It's got a sweet spot. It does. And I really enjoy the sweet spot in this one. So if you haven't heard us talk about it before, it's not sweet. There's not necessarily residual sugar, but there is a perfect spot. When the alcohol and the fruit all perfectly align to give a perception of sweetness in the mid palate, so it's really mouth-filling, but it's not sweet. Do you reckon they're burning a whole bunch? I don't know. I, uh, the, the palate's much more interesting than it the is. nose. The nose yeah. to me is just, okay, Barossa and Shiraz or Southeastern, South Australian Shiraz, but on yep. the palate there is a freshness yeah. to the fruit. So maybe there is some whole bunch. Whole bunch Shiraz out of South Australia. Um, my favourite St. Hugo is the GSM. I don't think they do a Zen Ricardo one, but the GSM's really well, I got sent, I don't know if you left it here, but I've got uh, Daniel Ricardo Secret Sauce, which I think is a cheaper mm-hmm. one because the thing I noticed about this, which is it's under cork, yep. target market, um, whereas totally. this, this one that was sent here was under screw cap and looks like more like a pizza wine. Totally, yep. So maybe that's what you and I are doing when we're how I'm watching the Formula One. Not that I really like Formula One racing. <laughs> yeah. I would be really interested. So next week for the final drop, we will taste the 
the like approachable crunchy red we'll do the secret sauce one and we'll see how that goes um so that was a bit of fun but that's all for this week and we'll be back with you next week doing that's it (laughs) all right uh we will see you very during that class one do well